right if i get like a terminal illness i want to start doing heroin i got a geology degree so people wouldn't judge me for the amount of rocks i own well i i don't judge you for that i judge you for getting a geology degree but well, get it up there welcome to unethical podcast But, uh, yeah, I think the whole getting super old and just getting fucked up like that is a perfect idea. Like, did, wasn't there, like, a true crime case where Buddy got, he had his wife like that, like, she died in there and he didn't care. He was like, whatever, she died partying. Is that the case? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that was, that's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, was- she actually died at the party in the house and he was like, well, she went out how she wanted to go out and she was totally happy completely off her face surrounded by naked strippers so <laughs> but he but he got in trouble for that at the end like because he, he had negligence to his wife or whatever disease or shit like i find that so fucked like just let her let her party until she dies do some fucking cocaine inject cocaine you know what yeah, i mean let's do, do that shove it up your ass just do whatever mm. you want like get it up there <laughs> you're already terminally ill not my first choice well it works What's that movie they do? Uh, doesn't like Leonardo DiCaprio blow cocaine up some a hooker's asshole in a movie? What <laughs> oh, that? Is that yeah. Wolf of Wall oh, that's Wolf. Yeah, Wolf yeah. Of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the only movie I know that Leo does a bunch of coke. It's dumb though. In my yeah, mm. it's no. I was just thinking because like right, if I get like a terminal illness, I want to start doing heroin. Assuming that I don't have responsibilities, I want to start doing <laughs> heroin. If yeah. like somebody gets dragged out of a hospital when they're terminally ill to go party or whatever until they die, I think like all that's like illegal, right? Like you're going to get in mm-hmm. shit for that. But yeah. at the same time, you can like let your partner or make a decision to like not you not do any medicine to like, if you have cancer, you can be like, no, I don't want chemo. I don't want radiation. I don't want any treatment at all. I'm going to go and do like holistic medicine, but that's not illegal, mm-hmm. even though it's like you're guaranteeing that you're going to die. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like you can make an argument that cocaine is a holistic medicine, you know, like Heroin I could just too. Like, I agree. Yeah. Hell of a painkiller mood, yeah. a mood mm-hmm. stabilizer. Um, yeah, because you're just stable. Like you can't even move. <laughs> <laughs> move it's a mood stabilizer. <laughs> it's a paralytic. Yeah. Hard yeah. drugs are medicine, and I will die on this hill. No, nah, they should just they legalize all are. drugs at this point. Well, honestly, like, you think a, a drug, uh, or sorry, a law has made people go like, you know what, I better not do crack. If you're a crackhead, you're going to do crack. It doesn't matter if there's a law or not. They should just make crack legal and fix it. Like, fix the problem with the... Anyways, that's a different episode completely, but... Um, or is it? Bah, bah, bah. Kurt Cobain didn't kill himself. Every single drug lord would go out of business. Like the under, you know, the undervalue of drugs would just or flop or because you give them a six figure salary and make that fucking go legit. Like these guys all have the connections. Like why wouldn't you want yeah. that? Being a drug lord, here I'll take five hundred thousand dollars a year and I'll run this empire the same way as I was before, just without guns this time. Like yeah, so just regulated exactly. Well, that's what happened with the weed industry here. 
all the dealers and suppliers and everything for illegal weed when they legalized it, they like had nowhere to go. So they basically just moved up to selling harder drugs and got it way over their heads and are getting killed and (laughs) don't know that fentanyl can kill you. Well, a lot of people that were low level drug dealers, as long as they didn't have a record, they were moving into the the legal game. It was the people like they took away their business and said, oh, you have a record from doing your business before, but this is the same business you got a record from, but you can't work here. You know what I mean? (laughs) So fucked up. Yeah, but people who sell Bullshit. pot make like minimum wage. Like people who work in weed stores make minimum wage. So they're making way less money, even if they're still in the same industry. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to. Depends. What's minimum wage in Canada? Well, it's different in every province. It's all it's all comparative oh, okay. to like how much things cost too, right? Like I could have a $20 minimum wage, but if a fucking bag of potatoes is 25 bucks well it doesn't really matter if your minimum wage is 20 dollars an hour it doesn't help that's true yeah yeah that's what's going on with australia man their minimum wage is like 22 bucks in a lot of places but everything's so fucking expensive yeah ontario is is 14 wow it's 15 here yeah yeah it was gonna be 15 i don't know if it's that much different than australia is anymore actually as far as like purchasing power yeah things are expensive now after a pandemic Supply chain just became a lot more expensive to get things from place to place. Eggs are like seven fifty. Who allowed this? Yeah, that's a lot. That's way more than here in Ontario, anyway. But like, there's a lot of. See, I live in very rural, so you could go and you could like in my town. There's a bylaw that you're in my town, not just in the outskirts, but like in my town. There's a bylaw you can have two chickens. You just have two laying chickens. You can just in town. Too. You can in, have chickens in, here. In Edmonton, like in Edmonton, you can have chickens. That's awesome. I was going to get chickens from my old yard. Yeah. The only reason that I didn't is because you have to have a heated coop because it's Canada. Yeah. And that's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the middle of nowhere too, so we can have as many chickens as we want. We can even have roosters. We really don't have neighbors. At least if they froze, you would have, like, if you didn't have food for the the week you'd know you'd got a frozen chicken in the backyard yeah that's you just go in the back and pluck the feathers the frozen feathers out of it it's a great idea i mean as long as a predator doesn't find it first you know that's welcoming like foxes and shit you know to come steal your well it's a city we don't really have like wild foxes running around so yeah but a dead chicken will attract birds of prey Uh, raccoon you You guys must have raccoons and Mm-hmm. Again, I in my lifetime living here, I've never seen a raccoon. So. I guess it's pretty far north. What's the what would you bear? No bears coming to town. Not no, into the city, no. I mean, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> yeah, like on the outskirts of the city, we occasionally will see bears, but like no, I live in like central Edmonton, like right yeah. smack in the middle, basically. Yeah, the only that's bear so that a stray dog will want your chicken. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I have like a big ass fence, so. <laughs> a homeless person yeah a homeless person <laughs> they would a homeless person would 100% come into your yard and steal your chickens at night that would absolutely yeah. happen I feel like they would stay in your yard and put it on a spit over a fire and be like what's up dog mm-hmm. <laughs> found your chicken cooking it right here <laughs> yeah that would happen they steal your recyclables so I mean you guys get money for recyclables yeah not me. We already had this discussion. I know. Yeah, I don't get money for them either. For cans, though, I just meant like 
cardboard. <laughs> oh no, like bottles and cans. Yeah, we've only just started doing that in WA. Like in yeah, the last Bo two said years. that you don't have to pay a deposit on them either. You just get money. <laughs> yeah, such bullshit to me. I just get money back I already spent. So that's why all our homeless people walk around when our recycling bins are out for collection and you see them pushing a trolley and they're like going through everyone's recycling bins looking for the plastic bottles and cans. Admire the grind. There's yeah, certain places in the U.S. you'll see that. Like New York, they have a program that they'll pay you to recycle like glass and aluminum and those sorts of things. But like Tennessee doesn't. And if it does, it varies by county. And my county definitely and doesn't fucking do that. <laughs> I, it would make a hell of a lot of sense to do it in Tennessee, considering the amount of alcohol that you guys would drink. <laughs> yeah, Lynchburg is like right over there. <laughs> it's right where Jack Daniels is produced. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think at least for glass bottles. Mm-hmm. Is that like a? Is that like a? a good uh tourist attraction the jack daniels factory that people go there all the time oh yeah yeah Yeah. it's a dry county too so like they have to bust you outside of the county to do tastings of jack daniels because lynchburg is a dry county why do they still have dry counties Um, what kind of fucking that's the kind of state i live in my county doesn't sell liquor by the drink so like if i go to a restaurant i can't just order a drink you have to get a whole bottle I have, to, I have to go to a liquor store and get a whole bottle. I can't get it in a restaurant with my meal in the county I live in. Stay and right. in the county I live in, there's only one liquor store. Sounds like it's encouraging alcoholism, not actually like... Yeah, why have a drink when you can have a bottle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there there's a lot of alcoholics in the South, <laughs> probably for that reason. Makes, makes so much sense. I mean, my boyfriend knows one that works for the fucking state. <laughs> I learned so much on this show. Yeah, I love Tennessee though. It's such a riot. I mean, we got Dolly Parton, and then we got Graceland, and we have this disaster of Lynchburg and a dry county. It's just so much fun. Then you got McKamey Manor. Are we just gonna like skim over the fact that it's called Lynchburg? (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was waiting for it to pipe up because, like, is that before or after? slaves were freed did they name this place doesn't matter man the lynchings happened all the way up to like the 2000s <laughs> i'm just saying is it also the headquarters of the kkk <laughs> like <laughs> Lynchburg. Uh, last i checked the kkk was further south in like mississippi and alabama mm-hmm. and louisiana sure Sure. You know, they just vacation in Lynchburg. <laughs> <laughs> My summer Come on, home's kids. in Lynchburg. Come on, kids. Pack your robes. We're going to Lynchburg. <laughs> what are people from Lynchburg called? Lynchies. Lyncherites. Alcoholics. <laughs> that's, that's the realistic answer. That's so funny to me that they still have dry counties. It doesn't make sense. I think Chungi was telling us his county was still a dry, or the one over beside him was still dry too. Eh? Like, mm-hmm. so random. He was saying where he grew up, like the town he grew up in, just like just got that's out what of it like was. prohibition. Right. <laughs> yeah. You guys yeah. have like dry communities for like, um, 
the Indigenous people? Yes. Uh, yeah, we yes. do. Some yeah, of our we, reservations. We yeah, we do as well. In Australia, we have dry communities for Aboriginal people. Yeah. But I don't know if the that's US like... doesn't care. We let them be fat alcoholics. <laughs> we let them too. They generally make the decision to move to these places because they want a better life. But we will let them do yeah. whatever they want. Yeah, I don't know if that's like mandated by our federal government or if that's like a choice made by the the chief. It the, is the band itself. Like, yeah, and that's that's on them. Like, they're considered a separate nation. Like, you guys want to make your yeah. own rules? Cool. Yeah, the but Aboriginal like, elders decide here. Like they, yeah. they like this community is now dry. If you don't want to commit to it, then you need to move somewhere else. And people are allowed to move in that want to be dry. So I feel like it's not highly like like enforced here. I feel like that's only they're trying to get like gym. You know, like you stop drinking gym. Like fuck off with the drink. Okay, it's a dry fucking everybody else. Just don't tell Jim you're all drinking. We got Jim fucking. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to make Jim feel bad, but like, come on, Jim. That's super weird. The dude that died in my old house from alcoholism and melted through the floor. I called him Jim. It's weird. <laughs> Jim is like an alcoholic <laughs> name. <laughs> well, my dad, my dad's name's Jim, and he's an alcoholic, so maybe it's just <laughs> it's just a common name where a lot of drunks exist. James James drinks wine. You know, Jim drinks whiskey. And Jimmy drinks anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy. Jimmy's a preacher. <laughs> Jimmy's a preacher in your town, yeah. <laughs> in my family, yeah. My my uncle Jimmy is a preacher. I don't know. Wow. Jimmy yeah. sound like predators to me, <laughs> like one hundred percent rapists. Jimmy sounds like he's forty, trying to be twenty, you know, and then still picking up sixteen oh, year olds. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like statutory yeah. rapist Jimmy. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jimmy. Like, well, God. stay away from my daughter. Maybe, maybe we need to change your name to Cat Piss Jimmy. <laughs> Cat Piss Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know well, that's not my we... name, right? No. <laughs> I don't know who that ego. is. I don't know who. Never seen him. Like mm. Pokeroo. Oh God, we had the segue and I missed it because I'm just I'm too into the conversation with you guys and I missed you guys. It's the first time we've been together since like fucking October. October is the last, last time we year. Trivia. <laughs> well, yeah, but like recording an episode was October. Yeah, so we'll just we'll just get into this one. Um, like I was saying before, the segue of like doing whatever you want to before you die uh kind of ties into this but you'll you'll see exactly there's no I'm sure murder. christy can i'm sure sure christy can just like edit it so it looks like it tied in you know just chop yeah. up the middle just, conversation yeah i'll just push it together yeah so yeah cut works. out that whole thing about lynchburg and it'll just like fit right together <laughs> well lynchburg will be good for the patrons you know yeah they can learn about lynchburg <laughs> okay so um yeah, no murder in this one. Um, honestly, this one's just like not fun for anybody. So I'm sorry. Well, that sounds like it's going to be way. fun. Great way, great way to start the news. The new <laughs> yeah, season. You're not going to like this at all. You should probably turn it off. Let's get started. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> especially you. Yeah, especially yeah, you. you. You know who you know. I'm talking about listening audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking. It's you specifically. 
Can confirm. You specifically turn this off right now. <laughs> okay, now that they've turned it off, the rest of you, let's let's get started. Except for you. You can fuck off too. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't realize they were here. Everyone just leaves. Get the fuck out. This is great podcasting. Tell her we're not even gonna bother recording it. That's it. The <laughs> end. <laughs> tell, tell our audience to go fuck themselves. I love it. All right. You keep coming back. I see you. I know it's you with that mustache on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking every time. Okay, so I'm gonna start again. This time let's try without interruptions. Are we ready? <laughs> fuck you, Richard. I know you're Just- gonna do it on purpose. Just mute him. Mute him. <laughs> so in October of 1989, a woman named Debbie Shum arrived in Grand Junction, Colorado after spending the summer in Alaska. It was 1 a.m. and the next bus that she could catch home wouldn't come until daybreak. So Debbie decided that she was going to walk to the home of a good friend of hers and see if he would let her crash there to be 24 again. Man, at one o'clock in the morning to be like, you know what? I'm just going to show up. My friends are probably up. It's only 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody shows up at my house at 1 a.m. They get kicked in the nards now. That's what no, happens. No, for real. You show up yeah. at my house at like 9.30. You get kicked in the nards. <laughs> this is an unreasonable hour. <laughs> yeah. So she arrives at her friend's house. She goes to his bedroom window and taps on the glass there. I assume he had roommates. That wasn't explicitly stated, but I assume... So yeah, I think he had roommates or something that she was trying not to wake up. So she's tapping on the bedroom window and then an unfamiliar face appears behind the glass. This was the face of Laura Lee Johnson, who unbeknownst to Debbie was dating her friend. So Debbie tries to apologize. She tries to like back away, but before she could, Laura Lee opens up the window and asks her if she's looking for a place to sleep, which was very nice. And from that moment, the two were completely inseparable. So they spend the rest of the night getting acquainted before they go on a spontaneous drive to Orvis Hot Springs first thing in the morning. Okay. I would I would never do that. This is Keep so up. weird. Yeah. So complete come on stranger in. Come, showed up come at her in. house and she just made besties. Yeah. Love it. Takes her for a takes her for a swim. Just let's go. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I said like, hey, I'm like good friends with your boyfriend. I was just coming to see if I could crash here. I'd be like, cool. Plus it's a woman. If it was a dude, I would be like, no. Yeah, a little bit weird. I agree. But people were just unafraid in the 90s. Or what was this? 89? 89, yeah. Yeah. People were just unafraid. Century ago. Okay. Okay, so Laura Lee was a free spirit, new age, hippie artist, and Debbie was more of like this no-nonsense pragmatist, but their bond was unbreakable for life, basically. Also, they I'm pretty sure they were like in a romantic relationship. Whether or not it was sexual, I don't know, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they were in a romantic relationship, even if it wasn't like explicitly as such. They uh, neither one of them were close with their family. So they found sort of this family in each other. And after 25 years of of beautiful friendship and tons of adventures, Laura Lee was diagnosed with bladder cancer. So uh, the battle was very short. Laura Lee absolutely refused chemotherapy and radiation, as well as surgery to have her bladder removed, which her doctor said could save her. 
she was like, mm, no, I'm going to spend thousands of dollars on alternative medicine. Some people, man, you know what? You got to learn your lesson nowadays. Like maybe back then it was a little bit less like as um, popular as it is now, I guess. Cause like Steve jobs had all the money in the world. And he decided, you know what? I'm going to go with holistic and fucking died. Like that guy could have probably saved himself way early on. So now anybody that does that, it's like, dude, if Steve Jobs couldn't do it, you know what I mean? Like that guy could have went anywhere and try anything at any point and he's still fucking gone. So just go get the radiation, you dummies. Yeah, but even then you you see somebody who's diagnosed with cancer and they go through chemotherapy and they go through the radiation and and that's that's hard on a family too. Yeah, you if you know, if you don't because... want to if you don't want to go through that, sure. But if you're still trying yeah. to go like get survive, and you're like, you know what, the crystals will do, and it's like, no, they won't, man. The way to survive is to go get this thing blasted out of you with radiation. That's how to do it, or cut out, or whatever the fucking doctors tell you. Not like gypsy lady down the streets. Like, here's your quartz crystal, lady, or whatever the fuck they do. Exactly. Yeah. Like don't, okay. Instead of maybe spending $10,000 on like a bunch of quacks, why don't you like donate that $10,000 to charity or something? Not like you're going to die either way. Why do you have to spend a bunch of money first if you don't want to be cured, which is obvious because you aren't getting any of the treatments. And also, like I said, this doctor basically told her, like, if we remove your bladder, you won't have cancer anymore because all the cancer is in your bladder. And she was like, no, thank you respectfully i'm gonna put these crystals up my ass probably would have just gotten my bladder removed same i don't like i know it's like a dignity thing with people who have like basically any kind of like bathroom cancers you know there's a point of dignity where it's like do i want to live the rest of my life with christy what are they called the The bags it's the um for a bladder type thing it's called a urostomy and if it's a um if it's a bowel one, it's called a colostomy. Okay, so the urostomy, is it just like a bag that's on the side of you, like they walk around with it, it's into your right to where your bladder? See, that's awesome for women. You could like slurred how to pee standing up now. You just yeah, like... It's, it's, <laughs> and... it's just, up, it's, they're just in different places. Like the bowel one's a little bit closer to like your bikini line area. And then the urostomy is a little bit like sort of above your belly button. I feel um, like that's convenient for a woman. Like that's much better now. You could pee anywhere. Yeah, I, I, I would not have a problem with, with having a, a urostomy. I think I, it would take me a bit longer to get used to having a colostomy because they're a lot messier and they can be quite difficult to to learn to use. But I think, a, I, look, if a doctor said to me, we're taking out your bowel, if we take it out, there's a 99% chance you're going to survive, I'd be like, fucking rip it out, man. Get rid of it. I don't care. And same with my bladder. I'd just be like, if I've got, if you can take it out and I've got another 30 years on this planet, give me the bag. I'll just walk around with a fucking can of air freshener. Like it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) And like, it makes you think of like, when you're saying that, if the doctor told me this, this isn't a new thing. You know, these, these, mm. yeah, take it out of your bladder and all that shit's like tried, tested, and true. It's not like getting a fucking vaccine where they're like, I think it works. And then people are like, I don't want to get jabbed from some doctor who doesn't know what they're talking. It's this is a tried, tested, and true. Do that. You're allowed to do that one. That one's good by a doctor. And all the like the technology and everything now is so, so much better. And the, the bags are made better and the seals are better. And like our, my father in law, so, um, Bobby's. Bobby's mum's 
husband. He's got a colostomy bag. And you would not even know. Like, you wouldn't even know. Like, there's never a time that he comes in the room and we're like, oh, my God. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, you never have to miss a conversation because you have to go take a shit or something. You just like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, uh-huh, let me pose uh-huh. the opposite question. At one point, do you decide, <laughs> yes, I'm going to let them take this out? Like, how many opinions do you get before you get something removed? The longer oh, I thought we're you talking meant, like, about what it. organ would I stop at? And I was like, I don't know, like brain, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, like a doctor says, you need X removed. Right. Yeah. You know, what? do you go get another opinion? Do you just trust that dude insistently? Like, what if it's the first time you've ever had a problem? Do you try something else before you go immediately get an organ removed? Like, what is the threshold for you? I think if someone was trying to take something out of my body that controlled a specific function like that, I would say, cool, I respect your opinion. I'd like you to respect the fact that I would like a second opinion. I I honestly... If I went went to another doctor and they were like, I agree. Like, and I'd want every single fucking test. Like, I'd want every test from A to Z. And then, if after all of that, they were like, "This is like a hundred percent your your best option," I'd be like, "Okay." Yeah, I don't think in Canada you're allowed to do it on one person's opinion anyway. I think that the doctors mm-hmm. are required to make you go get a second opinion before, or even a third opinion before doing anything like that. I think that's like, yeah part of the law like i don't mean i think I don't especially think... with with cancer surgeries i think they have like a um like a round table and they all talk to each other about their patients and they say so richard needs to have his bladder removed because we've got <gasps> x y z x y z um so this is what i've discovered what do you got you know and they all talk to each other about it and then it's sort of like a panel not cap is steve not his bladder get out of here Steve. no one wants to see you i've learned depending on what it is the u.s will pretty much take out whatever the fuck you know i went to an er one time because i was dehydrated i just couldn't keep water down next thing i know (laughs) (laughs) well next thing i know this er doc comes pushes on me really hard and it's like does that hurt and i'm like yeah and he says you have appendicitis they do a ct scan without contrast and the doctor goes I can't see what's going on, but I want to take out your appendix. And then I'm the crazy one when I say, fuck no. <laughs> you, you just said you couldn't see it. <laughs> it's because in the US, when doctors do surgery, they get paid more. If they don't operate on patients, they don't get their extra money. Whereas yeah, it's in, Australia, in Australia, doctors don't get extra incentives for how many patients they operate on. On American TV shows, the, the you know everyone's like the scalpel guy is coming in because he wants to convince my patient to have surgery because he knows that if he gets to do it, then he's going to get the the extra cash. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's the fucked up thing about the U.S. system. I wish they would fix. Because then I went and got a second opinion, didn't have appendicitis, everything was fine. <laughs> you know. Like, mm-hmm. But you don't need your appendix. I think I feel like I would have just been like, okay, we'll take some time off work. (laughs) Paid leave. I didn't. It was a pretty shitty hospital. I didn't really trust him. And then when I looked at the surgeon's business card, he he spelled general surgery wrong. It was spelled (gasps) surgy. I really don't think he designed his own business cards. (laughs) 
But he just didn't spell it wrong. He just didn't care. Yeah, but you're telling me he didn't read it before handing it to a patient? Oh, for sure. said General Sergi? Not his job. (laughs) Reading? I think not. General surgeons slash um, professional clown. Yeah. Yeah. And dude looked greasy as fuck, too. I did not want that man opening me up. I was like, no. Okay. So she didn't get the bladder removed. (laughs) She did not. Yeah. And died uh, as a result, obviously. Oh. Okay. So, um, yeah, the battle was short. She refuses everything, blah, 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 blah. Uh, The entire time, Debbie was by her side taking care of her actually i don't know i read mixed reports on this according to like debbie she was by her side the entire time taking care of her but then some of the reports basically said like she didn't hear from her for like three months and then suddenly laura lee calls her and she is like hey i i need to be with somebody at all times i can't live by myself anymore can i come do hospice at your house and like debbie was like sure so they set her up in a hospice bed for like eight days at debbie's house and how like old debbie, are they at this point like 50 uh no jesus i think i'm pretty sure debbie is 54 now so okay young it would have been like late 40s that's sad it's yeah. young yeah mm. yeah so unless unless she was significantly older i don't know that she was i don't think she was though i think they were right around the same age however long she was there Basically, for her last eight days, for sure, she was at Debbie's house in hospice. And Debbie says, basically, on her last day, she died, like, her hands clasped in mine, peacefully in my home, basically, is what she said. And and then she was the executor of the will and the power of attorney and everything for, for Laura Lee. So from there, she had to make all the arrangements and things. Basically, like, all their lives... She says it was like them too. They were family, and there was like nobody else. I should have got my bladder taken out. <laughs> well, that's another thing too. Is like she's Laura Lee's this free spirited, like totally. This is the kind of bullshit you would expect from her. The kind of person I could never be friends with. The kind of person that would talk about my chakra all the time, and I would be like, I will fucking <laughs> strangle you. And then she'd be like, Ooh, it just turned red. Are you okay? And I'd be like, I swear to God. Your chakra um, is turning a little orange right now. It's get the fuck glowing. out of here, Cap Steve. <laughs> fuck off, Cap Steve. No one wants to talk to you. God. I have friends like that. I love them dearly. They are who they are. <laughs> I, I would not. I would get really fucking annoyed really fucking fast. Okay. All right. I just, I have to, I have to show you where I'm sitting right now. Okay. Because. Oh, shit. The Chakra okay, so Chalet. If you, <laughs> if you turn off the background, it says Chakra Chalet behind you. The podcast is over. <laughs> Where I'm, I'm looking at like, Rugrats. She's looking at the chakras. It's like amethysts and Himalayan salt lamps. Guys, guys, where I'm sitting is like my altar. So <laughs> My Love altar? It. Okay, this is going to happen. Oh God! Oh, she's got a baby skull uh, with a with a, a candle in it. Yeah, but that's like that's like tarot. wicked yeah, shit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's I was like, about to say that's witchy bullshit. Yeah, that's different. That's not these like L.A. fucking like. Okay, yeah, well now girl. we're getting into crystals. <laughs> Rugs for life. 
Do you remember when Chris Chan thought that he could start the transdimensional drift by tasing crystals? That's how I feel people who own crystals are, all of you. What is that one? Stuff. What's the black That's one? My herbs. That's my herbs. herbs. <laughs> Yeah, all that's witchy shit. That's that's different to me. Yeah, that's yeah, not the yeah, same. yeah, yeah. I got a geology degree, so people wouldn't judge me for the amount of rocks I own. That's right. Well, I I don't judge you for that. I judge you for getting a geology degree. But yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I would if there was anyone in my family that had stuff like that going on. I think I have a little bit more. I have medical knowledge, so I understand it from both perspectives. I would never be like, oh no, don't don't ever get your bladder taken out you know that it would fuck with your chi and ruin your chakra like you have to just leave it in and let's just put crystals on your forehead i would never be like that i would just be like we need to listen to your doctors we need to do what the doctors are saying and then alongside that we can also i can burn herbs in your house we, you can have a herbal bath like we can do all this stuff like i would never sacrifice be like, a goat we all we get it yeah, we get the exactly. witchy stuff you're doing we'll drink the blood <laughs> of the innocent it's it'll it'll help uh complement what the surgery is gonna do right exactly exactly so i feel like i feel like debbie would have been this because like i said she's this pragmatist right she's like very like no nonsense i feel like i feel like at the end being friends with laura lee would have pissed her off I feel like she would fucking be pissed all the time at Laura Lee. And I, but I guess she was there for her the entire time. She somehow was okay with all this dumb shit. Also, well, we'll get into it, but like, I feel like maybe you guys will agree with kind of my thought process on this. And yes, I'm sorry. I am going to judge her friend. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know that she's like the victim and everybody's going to feel sorry for her. I'm judging her and I'm sorry about that, but I'm not a good person. Okay. I'm not, this is a common thread. I'm sorry. This kind of a little side. This is a common thread. Everyone always just goes like the victim is a poor victim, but like sometimes they're dumb and we're allowed to call them out for that. I'm so fucking sick of like the victim being a perfect person. Sometimes they're assholes or sometimes they're idiots. And I'm telling you a lot of dumb victims. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with, like, it's sad that she died of cancer, but lots of people died of mm. cancer. Um, there's lots of assholes and stupid people that die of cancer. That's all. That's all for me. If I die a stupid way, I fully expect people to laugh at my death and be like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> Sarah, did she would get decapitated. That's so fucking dingus. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dingus way to die, you know? Fair enough. This isn't like that. But like, honestly, I judge both of them kind of like Laura Lee just for being a fucking idiot. Just like you're mm-hmm. an idiot. Okay. You died of cancer at like 50 for no reason. I don't know. Like Debbie, she's been like, she's talked really publicly about this. She's made this whole thing about her, in my opinion. And I feel like the kind of person that she was by the end, she would have been just like fucking pissed as hell and sick to death of Laura Lee's shit. <laughs> anyway okay so uh laura lee died in debbie's home on june 13th 2017 okay a- allegedly laura lee asked that she be cremated and that her ashes be mixed with glitter and herbs before being scattered at orvis hot springs which is where they went the morning after they met right and they, okay, they went I, there alone. I would do that i would right. do that glitter right 
I mean, that sounds like a her thing, I guess. And she's been tasked with it. So, um, you know, Debbie is the executor of the estate and the power of attorney and shit. So it's her job to get the funeral all set up and be next to the kid and all that shit. So she says in her interview that she was determined to see these wishes fulfilled. Mm, I, I mean, we'll see that that's obviously very not true, but she needed to get Laura Lee cremated to start with. And I've heard mixed reports on this, but either the hospice care nurses or one of Debbie's friends told her to go to a place called Sunset Mesa Funeral Home. The home, which was run by Megan Hess, a woman named Megan Hess, and uh, her parents, Shirley and Alan Koch, were their names. Uh, they charged $1,000 for cremation and then to have the ashes returned to the family. Okay, so that's like no burial, no service, no nothing like that. It's $1,000 flat to get cremated and returned. I looked into this and in Colorado, cremation can run anywhere from 500 people, 500 people. (laughs) (laughs) In a mass grave, all over the top. (laughs) It can run anywhere from $500 for people who qualify for like low cost end of life arrangements to up to about $3,000. And that's like a high end funeral home cremation plus like an urn, some kind of burial like or not burial but like yeah decorative like ornate something or other to put the remains in or the cremains in cremains <laughs> that's what they're called yeah cremains yeah yeah it's actually um, a name for it that is so cool i've yeah. never heard that before that's awesome it's a good i hate one. this bitch by the way <laughs> sorry you could strike that from the record but i hate this bitch so i hate much. this bitch all right fair enough on average, uh, the cost for just cremation is about $1,400. So overall, from my research, that's what I've been able to figure out. On average, the cost of just straight cremation is about $1,400. So their cost is relatively low, which I'm sure helped bring in business, right? Like on their website, I think it was like $9.95 was their cost for cremation. So according to Debbie, when she was making arrangements with Megan, Megan told her that they could only accept cash or check because they were switching vendors for their point of sale transactions. And that's like a huge red flag, in my opinion, just because any place that only deals in cash, I'm like, you're shady because that's how you hide paper trails. There's no other reason to deal in cash. Why would you risk having cash on you? Makes no sense, right? Cocaine. Right? Again, shady. That'd be kind of crazy, right? If there was like a cocaine funeral home where you could just like fucking do shots (laughs) off like corpse titties. Uh, Or you just take a... <laughs> Want to do a line off your dead grandmother's ass? Use our use our funeral home. <laughs> okay, we'll add that to the business plan. An ethical funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't trust that. How do you know they haven't mixed up the cocaine and the cremains? Oh, buddy, if you think people have not snorted lines of cremains, you're dead wrong. Keith <laughs> Richards. Yeah, Keith oh, Richards right. did his dad. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Not for me. Yeah, so again, shady. Like the Sunset Mesa Funeral Home was licensed as a nonprofit charity up until 2012 when the IRS revoked their status due to a failure to file the necessary forms for three consecutive years. So they were like just like very shady financially about their shit, right? They're actually, well, they were shut down, but all this stuff that they had set up to collect money is still like up and running. So the uh, website charitynavigator.org which is basically supposed to be like a one-stop shop for when you're shopping for charities to determine like legitimacy. 
has them as a high concern advisory. So their webpage is like <laughs> just slammed like in exclamation points in red, like everywhere. And it's like linked to like 500 articles and you'll soon see why. So either way, Debbie did not have $1,000 on her in cash to pay for Laura Lee's service. She was like, okay, I'll go get some cash or I'll go get my checkbook or whatever. And I'll come back in a little while. And then Megan was like, no, it has to be done right now in order to get the paperwork filed for the death certificate, whatever. But like, basically she communicated this was like really urgent or Debbie would basically be like abandoning a corpse or doing something illegal if she left. Then Debbie's like, well, I don't know what to do. She's under stress. She's freaking out. And then Megan's like, well, how about you donate Laura Lee's bladder to cancer research? Because from what you told me, it would be a rare specimen. You know, it, it hasn't been compromised by radiation or chemotherapy, which is really unusual. So it'd be really valuable for cancer research. Debbie, according to Debbie, she was like, um, I mean, like, I don't feel super comfortable making that decision on her behalf. She literally was, she would rather die than have her bladder removed. So I don't, I'm not sure if I'm cool with that. I don't think I want to do that. But she died. Like, let's be honest. She would rather die, but she's dead now. You know, right. like maybe it's time. Like again, that was the time. Again, this is all according to Debbie. This is what Debbie said happened. Fair enough. She was like, no, not because of my friend. Cause I loved her and she didn't want her bladder removed. So I would never. So according to Debbie, at this point, her phone rings. She's standing there with Megan. Her phone rings and it's Laura Lee's sister's husband on the line. And he just immediately begins to just rattle off things the family wanted back after Laura Lee had died. And like Laura Lee was not close with her family, like I mentioned. And and during the illness, she drafted this will. She purposefully left her entire family out of the will. And so Debbie was like, look, I'm busy. I'm at the funeral home. I'm planning this funeral by myself. You have a copy of the will. You know, you were left out of it. Leave me alone. And Buddy was like, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't be there to help you. And then Debbie was like, okay, yeah, but you can call me up and like demand a list of stuff less than 12 hours after she dies. Okay, whatever. She hangs up. That was my grandma's silverware, motherfucker. That was literally some of it. it was like, it was like her brother was like, well, I want the paintings that my grandma painted and left for Laura Lee. We want them back in the family. And Debbie was like, get fucked. They're mine. <laughs> they were burned in a ritual. So yeah. Yeah. So Debbie is like visibly upset. She's furious. She's stressed. She's upset because her friend died. So she's sad. She's like very emotionally malleable, right? She's in a very sensitive state. Megan reaches across the table puts her hands on Debbie's hands and she says, I'm so sorry. It's just terrible when the greed starts immediately after somebody dies. And Debbie's very touched by this. She was like, I needed this. Your kindness and your understanding. I'm so grateful to you. And your cash only policies really made me feel (laughs) comfortable. I don't want to inconvenience you by not having any cash. So you know what? I'll sign your form, Megan. Thanks so much. So she signs the form and she says her bladder can go to cancer research, but I want the rest of the remains returned to me so I can fill them up with glitter and herbs and chuck them in the hot springs. Like, fuck you for ruining the hot springs for everybody else too. Anyways, next. (laughs) 
I read this thing where after crematoriums started like coming into fashion, I don't know exactly what they were professionally, but all of these like academics were like, all of the world is going to be blanketed with bone fragments within 20 years. Great. (laughs) Businesses start putting up signs and it's like, do not scatter your, your loved one's remains here. Disneyland already has to do that. They literally have people who their entire job is to walk around making sure nobody's scattering remains. Wow. Yeah. It's a thing. The ocean, like the ocean is more remains than sand at this point, probably. Mm-hmm. And where's Bundy spread over the mountains? Uh, Appalachians or, or the Rockies. Yeah. And I think it's Colorado is where he's, yeah, he's out there. Well, where he left all these victims. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. His, his attorney spread him. Isn't that nice? Talk about service. So she signs the form and Megan tells her, you should expect the remains, the cremains within one week. So over the next two months, Debbie waited for the ashes of her friend. She called Sunset Mesa several times. She could never reach anyone. And then finally she shows up there and she demands Laura Lee's ashes. And Megan's like, I'm so sorry. It's been crazy busy. I'll have them to you soon. Do you know what kind of deal we have here? $995.95. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't even close the door. There's so many people in here trying to get cremated. Like, relax. Pretty much. And Debbie was like, look, man, like, I just stop dicking me around. Get me the ashes. Just, I want to leave this place with ashes. And so Megan's like, yeah, okay. Just like, give me a minute. I will take a break. I will stop working for 20 minutes and you will throw off my whole fucking week because we're up to the gills and corpses here. And I'll go and I'll get you your fucking ashes, okay? So she stamps off to the back all pissed off. And then she comes back 20 minutes later carrying a pink and red gift bag containing a small container of ashes. So Debbie takes the bag. She goes home with the ashes. And she's like, finally, it's over. I can move on, you know, to the next phase. Now, where the fuck is those paintings so I can get him to shut the fuck up? I don't think she gave him the paintings. I guess the brother wanted the van, too. He was like, yeah, just bring it by when you bring me the van that, like, my sister's van. It's not going to be mine now. Too much. It's a a lot of that, I think. I'm kind of scared of getting old for that exact reason. For Jack to be like, mom, fucking die already so that I can have your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Erin says that sometimes because she knows what we've what we've got set up in our wheels and stuff and she's just like like what do you have set up in your will you're being very vague so, so i'd like to know now <laughs> uh, well, both of us have life insurance both of us have life insurance so we do the like we do have a decent amount of cash that the kids um and like if both of us died at the same time um otherwise like if Bo was to die first i would get it you know, yeah. you know what i mean but you don't have to say it. it's funny. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's funny. You'll love you'll love it. You'll love it because it's, it's... she's got a collection of crystals and all her international herbs. <laughs> <laughs> all of the kids get five grand each, and I call it Coke and Hooker's money. So they get five grand. And they are not allowed to spend it on bills or anything that's responsible. I want them to do something absolutely stupid with it to celebrate my life. I want Jesse to go out and buy the biggest fucking TV he can buy to play his games on. Or I want Erin to spend it on shoes or 
whatever, or five thousand dollars worth of makeup, or you I said don't care. you said just, you started I, with or, Coke and hookers and then moved it to not fun stuff. Yeah, well, they can do what they want. No, Coke and hookers. Make it so it has to be Coke and hookers. That's way better. (laughs) Only Coke and only hookers or a combination of both. If there is a paper trail for this money, so help me God, (laughs) I will haunt your ass. (laughs) And you better bring me to the Mesa fucking place because it's cheap. My dad's threatened to put in his will that I have to get him stuffed in his underwear doing like the cool guy point with a beer in the other hand. (laughs) I love that. So yeah, that's... Obviously, the rest of the money is for responsible stuff, but I just, I don't want it to be all doom and gloom. I want them to be able to celebrate my life and just have some fun with it. So That's I awesome. weird about incentivizing my death. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's like, oh, I don't have a lot of money at the moment. Mom, what are you, are you okay? What are you doing? <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> yeah, I feel weird about that. I need to go on another holiday. Are you, are you okay, Mom? You feel like you're a bit sick? I was just like, fuck off, Erin. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I kind of went off. I just, it looked like she was trying to hide what she was saying, so I wanted to ask directly. <laughs> but so she has nothing Aaron's cool. like the chest of sex stuff. Um, I'm assuming that Erin would probably just throw that on a fire unlocked and just burn. <laughs> you have a will and you could leave it to Richard and you're just not going to? That's rude. Uh, okay. Put it in the will. <laughs> she took that very seriously. No, okay, I will. Do you want them clean or unclean? I want to be able to smell bow from where you from. I want to know it's coming a week before it gets here. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I will. I will have it changed immediately. I will call. I will call our financial people. And oh my God. Sounds good to me. Better get some good use on it now to get the bow smell right into it. You're welcome. Sarah, it rocks up at your door and Sarah's like, what is... This is our lesbian gear. Let's do this. <laughs> now Richard's going to show up to every episode and be like, Christy, you feeling all right? How you feeling? Yeah, Christy. <laughs> How are you feeling over there? <laughs> when asked later about uh, how she felt about getting the cremains in a, in a pink and red gift bag, Debbie stated that she thought it was tacky. Well, I do too. I love that. It is tacky for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 11 months later, she receives a voicemail from the FBI. Oops. She does. And uh, the voicemail stated Uh-oh. that uh, the FBI was conducting an investigation into the Sunset Mesa funeral home. And during this time, there was no proof that Laura Lee was one of the victims related to the investigation. But what the voicemail did not say was what Laura Lee might be a victim of. so debbie calls them back and uh basically the victim victim advocate basically requested that she bring laura lee's ashes and meet with fbi special agent john bush huge bush john bush full of bush bush of the week uh yeah we're getting bush of the week i'm down with that Mm, bush of the week for john bush for sure now again here is where I feel like Debbie is full of shit. And again, I'm sorry that I'm being so mean to this victim, but I don't care. Debbie shows up 13 months after her friend dies with the ashes that had not been spread over the hot springs as she requested. And not only had they not been spread over the the hot springs, they were still in the pink and red gift bag. She showed up 
that are meeting with John Bush with the remains in the container in the gift bag. Yeah, but I mean, like, she's not a rush. She's already dead, you know? And I can't no. go to the hot springs. <laughs> I can't get my glitter and my hot springs this week. I got I got things to do. There's crystals to buy. Maybe maybe she was maybe she was waiting to die so they could be mixed together with the glitter and herbs and spread. Well, together. who's gonna do that? They don't have any family. She got like a like a what do you call those? I can't remember the name of it. Fuck, move on. It's like the, okay. the big contraptions that Catapults? like no no well part of that could be you know they make those like big long contraptions and like one thing sets off another thing and sets off another thing and like you just you just oh, put yeah. a, her her ashes like when she dies like no one does it for her but put her ashes in that one spot and then someone like hits a domino and then it just gets by the end of it it just sprays the ashes into the for them yeah but i don't know I if you ever the... played mousetrap like most of the time it, the cage doesn't fall yeah yeah, like at the beginning of Back to the Future, where there's just like seven cans of dog food all yeah, yeah. on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Personally, I feel like if I, if you were my only family and I died in your home clutching your hands and I trusted you to put glitter and herbs and oregano and thyme, what other herbs are there? Paprika. Rosemary. Lavender. Paprika's not an herb. Oh, paprika. I've got an entire bag of them here. I can tell no. you. Blessed oh, thistle, mugwort, nettle leaves, nettles, sage, that reminds me of salad wort, fingers. Rosemary, peppermint, rose, pe- red rose petals, and hypeas. Okay. Paprika. Paprika. That's what paprika's, I want. That's, that's paprika's what I want. Not an herb. Paprika. Okay. I don't know, man. Just like the KFC flour, all the herbs, 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> All paprika is probably in there. So put that all in the ashes mm. with a bunch of glitter and then throw. If I trusted somebody to do that and 13 months later it was sitting in a closet in a tacky red and pink gift bag, I think I'd be fucking pissed. I mean, I'd be dead, I but be. I feel like theoretically that would piss me off. So I'm not too pleased with Debbie. That's a haunting start. <laughs> well, with any luck. I'm pretty sure Laura Lee would have believed in all that stuff too. She would have been like. Oh yeah, Laura Lee is not happy. We'll get into where Laura Lee might be. Hell is where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Hell is where we're going right now? Yeah, that was where I was going with that. She's probably super happy. It would be hell for everyone else. Now that I've addressed that, because I feel like we need to address it because nobody else has. During their meeting, Debbie went over basically her experience with Sunset Mesa and with Megan Hess from beginning to end. And when she was finished, John Bush said, quote, I'm sorry to inform you that none of this happened the way you think it did. And not her ashes. The FBI began their investigation of Sunset Mesa in October of 2017. The FBI began to investigate after former employees of the funeral home expressed concern that Hess was selling bodies that were supposed to be uh, slated for cremation. Word of these concerns reached Reuters, a news agency company, which did a series of interviews with the former employees. And concerned about the legitimacy of these claims, Reuters forwarded this information to the FBI which then started their investigation into the funeral home in October of 2017. And the investigation continued until they raided the funeral home in February of 2018. 
And just a side note, Reuters is one of the most well-respected worldwide news places in the entire world. This isn't like the Daily Star going to do this. This is a fucking big time, big time yeah. newspaper coming at you. You're yeah. fucked. You are fucked. Yeah. Very like deep ethical journalism. The, the best journalists in the world work for Reuters. Yeah. It, it, she must have listened to our episode about the 1700s where they were selling bodies to the i literally say that later that this is 21st century body snatching okay I'll <laughs> no like it's it's a good point i like i think a lot of people are that's where they're at it's like oh good celeste another body snatching one <laughs> sorry so what if i like dead bodies what do you want from me so what if i like incest and dead bodies so what if that's what i bring to the table in the show what are they doing with them? Like, who's let me tell you about it. Just, oh. can, can we take one second? I want to show you one thing. Uh, just for, for everybody. I know Celeste has seen this, but I would like to show everyone what fucking Megan has looks like. Just give me one second. Is this like NA, like necrophilia? It's anonymous. I hope not. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. that's Megan. That's the funeral director lady. Oh, shit. She looks like Gwen Shamblin. Have you guys heard of her, Gwen Shamblin? Oh, the the preacher's wife or whatever? The Christian Christian woman that did the way down workshop. Oh, Mm. thinking of a different lady. Sorry, I just, I wanted you guys to understand the lady that was like. She's such a Karen. She's a huge Karen with like puffy 90s, like. I'm going to speak to your manager. I would not let that woman anywhere near one of my relatives so there's her and her attorney okay there we go so you can see it okay yeah so this is her oh hey karen Jeez. yeah i was thinking the same thing she looks like a stereotypical karen this is shirley oh or shirley this so they were in this mother. together yeah yeah so we'll get into what precious little shirley did in just a second here right cute old lady yeah, yeah we'll get into uh, it but not in the context you know like out of context i think cute lady but now she's just creepy yeah. <laughs> this is making me feel <laughs> I, i'm with christy on that i feel gross <laughs> okay so megan purchased the sunset mesa funeral home in 2011 and she ran it with the assistance of her parents alan and shirley caught shirley was in charge of collecting and preparing bodies alan was in charge of the crematorium Megan also owned a business called Donor Services, which she conveniently ran from inside the funeral home. Donor Services acted as a sort of bridge between families of the deceased and research, science, basically any kind of facilities that required human bodies for their work. Now, um, personally with me, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I would figure a lot of funeral homes would have that kind of setup. No, Sunset Mesa was the only one in the entire United States that offered both under the same roof. That seems shocking to me too, actually. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know that about this. I, why doesn't it go together? It's like, I guess it's kind of like the whole KFC Pizza Probably Hut thing. Probably because why of this, this is exactly why. Well, I was about to yeah. say, I feel like we're about to learn why it's not a bigger <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, so basically what Megan is in this capacity of running the funeral home and also with donor services, she is a body broker which is a modern day body snatcher for all intents and purposes, okay? Basically, we'll pause and we'll get into what body brokering really is because I know for me, there was some confusion, not only because of 
the way that this case was presented in a lot of articles, but also because I don't really have a great understanding of the organ trade and black market shit. Why not? You talk about uh, body snatching all the time. You should completely understand it. It's like asking who would be the expert in in, in uh, incest here. Be you too. So, like, I'm shocked you don't know anything incest, about this. Yes, but I've never covered black market anything. All of the body snatching has been corpses. Okay, so that's, that's right. That's it's a, there's never been money exchanging. It's just stealing. I got you. Yeah. Okay. You just want us to think you don't know anything about the black market. I can't tell us because she's done it. Look, I'm just saying, if you wake up in a bathtub full of ice in Nashville, it wasn't me. Oh, no, it was totally you. No, I have no doubts. Okay, so, yeah, so acquiring organs which are viable. That is black market organ trade shit. This is, like, that's really, really lucrative, the organ trade. Like, insanely lucrative and extremely fucking illegal. And that's assuming the owners of said organs actually live. Like the murder itself is highly, highly illegal. But even if there wasn't murder, still insanely illegal. A healthy person selling a kidney that they don't need to a person that needs kidneys, illegal. Super fucking illegal. And it's highly regulated because of, at the heart of it, because it's so lucrative, a lot of people murder people and steal their organs. So it has to be highly regulated this way. Fun fact, though, there is one thing. Well, I think two. I think you can still actually sell your blood, but there is one thing that you can sell legally under very strict circumstances, and that is your bone marrow. So, I mean, you need to be a genetic match for someone who needs bone marrow, but you can get about $3,000. That being said, it takes fucking forever and it hurts like absolute hell to harvest it. Yes, it's very, very painful. I feel like just get a job, you know? It's not that much money, honestly. Like three grand's a lot, but I mean to go through that, they drill holes in your fucking bones, dude. Like, no thanks. Oh yeah. it's not good. But you can you can donate your bone marrow and or not donate, but you can sell your bone marrow to somebody who needs it. Just not your organs. Imagine you did donate it, found you could have got three grand, like fuck. <laughs> you go knock on the door of the person that, that you gave it to and you're like, here's my bill. Yeah. Actually- yeah. Little Billy comes in with like his head shaved and like a yes, Mister. Thanks for your bone marrow. I was gonna die without it. Uh, I'm here for my three grand. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So basically, there's right off the bat, Morgan couldn't have sold any of these organs for transplants. There's no way they would have been viable. Not really huge on the black market. Not not being like corpses can be sold on black market in various conditions like a full corpse on the black market you could potentially fetch up to five thousand dollars if it had like an abnormality that would appeal to a collector same thing with like skulls with full sets of teeth that are unusual or basically any kind of physical abnormality that a freaky like macabre collector would be into you can get a lot of money for it on the black market why they would go through the black market i'm not sure because you can actually buy all that shit legally too but that's not my business actually bones and ligaments from corpses are frequently sold on the black market you can get like a few thousand for like a lot basically it's like a numbers game you can collect a certain amount and then sell it i don't know what they use it for but she wasn't on the black market Okay, a lot of the articles presented that this was a black market thing, that she was somehow had a client that was a gangster that got her into the black market or some bullshit. She was never on the black market. Everything that she did, well, everything that she did could have been legal if she'd done it properly. 
Body brokering is also not regulated very well in the United States at all. The way that the way that they do it is like, let's say a head can be sold for dental research. A torso could be sold to plastic surgery training companies that are like learning how to do boob jobs. Legs can be sold for orthopedic orthopedic education. Full corpses tended to be harder to sell, but they would go to like car manufacturers and the military and they would use it for like simulating traffic accidents and like blowing them up with a bazooka or some shit. I actually don't really know what the military does with them. I don't think I want They to. definitely strap them into cars, uh, hit an IED with it, see what it does to the body, or they'll shoot it with guns to see what it'll do with the new bullets. Uh, I've seen this a lot, actually. There's Or inject inject it with adamantium to see if it becomes Wolverine. Eee, that would be fun, but uh, yeah, they're already they dead. They mostly just blow them up. They blow them up for see what happens to a human body with new weapons and shit. And they'll run them over. They'll do shit like that. Yeah. The military is actually pretty psycho with yeah. corpses. Yeah. So that's a big part of her business was she was selling to foreign militaries. That's where she sold most, like a lot of the bodies to the full corpses was to foreign militaries. But then that wasn't all she offered. She also offered like bits and pieces kind of deals. Sorry. Imagine the guy with the the leg in the, in the storage container. If you would just... Yeah, if John would have just would have known how much that leg could have got him. he That's why he was fighting so hard to keep that leg. Because it was like, that was my nest egg. My nest leg. That was my nest leg. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was funny. I like that. No, no, for real. Well, I mean, I think as an oddity, especially now, he could get a fuck ton for it. Oh, but I don't sure. know. I, I I think a leg wasn't much. It was like two fifty or something when they broke down the pricing. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars for a leg. So having a fucking human leg and just be like, well, two hundred fifty bucks. Like I can get two hundred fifty bucks. The homeless guys digging through your trash, getting the fucking cans, are getting two hundred fifty bucks. That's <laughs> fucked. Yeah, yeah. I think like she could she would sell like hands and feet for like one hundred and twenty five. Basically, as long as the victim is deceased already, like you can't kill people and do this. As long as the victim's already deceased and you, you basically, they have signed the form before they died or their power of attorney signs it, it's fully legal. Now, that being said, they don't really check the form super well. Uh, this is all because of something called the Uniform Anatomical Gift Act. I did look into it a little bit and it's kind of boring. Basically, all it means is that there is not enough of a pool of donors to meet the demand for corpses in various industries and so you can gift a body legally is basically what it does it gives you the ability to to give somebody a body and it's legal they should be advertising this you know like well they do right every time you renew your license but they say like yeah i guess so they put you as an order donor but i'm talking about like i just want to gift it to like the israeli military so they can blow me up i think that's fun I don't think I think personally think that's fun, but I think there's some people out there that would like to be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> I just want to travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give my body to my best friend for her to keep in a glass case for the rest of her life. I want to give my body to Anatoly <laughs> Moskvin. Oh yeah, me too. Oh yeah. So as a funeral home, like they very much have an upper hand. Uh, and leg and arm and head that no one wants to like take a look behind the curtain at funeral homes right they're very they present this thing like you leave it with us we make the body beautiful and then it goes wherever it needs to go or we burn it or whatever it's all behind the curtain no one likes to look but 
I mean, that's behind the curtain. They can sell off a leg or a head or a body part and then just cremate what's left. And nobody asks any questions. Nobody monitors this. It's true though, right? Like you could have like a half casket. So you could just have just the upper torso, not even arms. Sometimes you cut the elbows Mm -hmm. down, just the torso. You would never know. How would you know? Even insides. Like you're not gonna like I want to make sure all like all the organs are still in there, like cut her open. I don't I, I see that your cash only open up like eyes. That, open no as long that. as the eyes, yeah. the eyelids are closed, there doesn't there doesn't have to be eyes in there. Yeah, exactly. Marbles. Yeah, just just put put a couple of ping pong balls in there and they just, just stuff it with fucking newspapers. They don't know. That's actually a very common practice I'm learning doing the Kendrick Johnson case is for funeral homes, basically the organs will be they'll start to rot frequently after they're taken out from the autopsy and put in bags. So they'll just get rid of them and stuff a corpse with newspaper before they do a wake. So a lot of corp like corpses yeah. are stuffed with newspaper at their wake. Actually, it's not supposed to be newspaper. It's supposed to be sawdust, but most funeral homes are like, fuck you, newspaper's cheaper. Yeah, so so selling body parts is not what was illegal about it, is my point. That's not illegal. Everything she's doing is perfectly legal. The problem is that she's not doing it with consent. So she'll offer cremation services for free, or that's what she did with Debbie, or she'll offer a discount. And that's part of her MO in trying to convince people to sign the donation forms. And she makes efforts to try every time to get those forms signed and to make it legal, right? And her offering the cremation services for free, I don't think people really think about that because it is registered or it was registered as a nonprofit charity, right? So they're thinking, oh, donations are paying for this. Like, that's why it doesn't cost me anything if I agree to donate. Donate, Donations are paying for this. No, the funeral home director is getting money to sell the bodies for donation, right? That's what's paying for this. And I think people don't really realize that when they're faced with that, that option, especially people who can't really afford it. You know, it's expensive to deal with people once they die. If that if the FBI agent never came to her door, she would have never known. So, like, what's the difference? Right. That's really the ethical conundrum of this whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. So she'd make all the efforts to try and get this done the legal way. But if all of her efforts failed, she would just go ahead and sell the body anyway. And she would have to come up with something else to return to the family besides the ashes of their loved one. And she did. As part of the FBI investigation, they asked all of the people who had loved ones cremated uh, by the funeral home in the time that they were investigating. So between October of 2017 and February of 2018, all those people, they asked them to bring the cremains that they were given in so that they could be tested. And, you know, right away, once they started meeting with people, an immediate concern on the side of the FBI that I think most people, again, don't really think about was the size of the containers that people were bringing into them. And they're saying, this is exactly how I got it from the funeral home. So like, what a lot of people don't realize is that a, a cremated body, once it's been fully cremated, leaves behind about six pounds of ashes. So that's like approximately the weight of like a, a one liter bottle of water or 32 ounces, I think, for Americans. They, it's like space, it's, it's cubic space that ashes take up. You know, um, you know those Folgers coffee cans, the big ones that like every old man has in his garage filled with nuts and bolts? A fully cremated adult body of a man of average height and weight would need two of those. That's how much ashes there are. And they're getting like little fucking Tupperware containers of their 
their loved ones and they're just like okay cool that's my entire there were people bringing in containers the size of a box an iphone comes in and they thought their entire loved one was in that oh my god until the fbi called them they were like yep i've had dogs and cats create cremated and they're in little tiny containers like that if I got one of my mum in a box that big, I'd be like, where the fuck is the rest of my yeah, mum? No, it's <laughs> it's crazy how many people don't know anything about it. So they were like, yep, this is this is good. This is fine. Um, until the FBI knocks on their wow. door uh, or calls them on the phone and leaves them a voicemail or whatever. Yeah, so right away the FBI's like, oh, fuck, that's not good. So in total, they tested 128 samples to find out what people were being given instead of the ashes of their loved ones. And they were able to determine that the remains contained bones as well as dental fillings, jewelry fragments, and floral wire. So um, in my opinion, the remains were probably human. A lot of, you know, uh, sources have speculated it's dog or chicken or cat or whatever the fuck. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's human bones. I'm pretty sure that this is human remains. And what they were doing was just that whatever didn't sell within the time that it needed to sell would get cremated and put in a big old bin. And when people needed remains, she literally just scooped some out from the big old bin and she gave it to people. But she didn't have enough. It had a nice gift bag to go with it. That's kind of nice. It was tacky. It was a tacky (laughs) gift bag. Well, it's nicer than what you'd get at a regular good old-fashioned cremation (laughs) yeah so i mean like here's your box of allspice and your tacky little bag and off you go uh the way that they were able to determine like with certainty that this wasn't the remains of their loved one is that they they found in some cases proof that an individual's entire body had been donated so but their family was still given something. So for sure, this was probably just a mishmash of everybody who'd even gone through there that had anything left behind. What the fuck? Yeah, leftovers didn't go in the garbage either. Like whatever they weren't eating, whatever organic <laughs> that could get burned up. There was like, a, uh, they found like the remains of like a Swiss army knife, uh, like in their test. For one of them and it was like that was probably like someone's like treasured memento that was like put in their breast pocket when they were cremated and now it's all over the place i don't know that made me sad that was that was megan trying to scrape off her plate and she threw it in. i got fuck i'm not i'm not putting my head in there it's gone <laughs> this isn't as legal but uh she was misrepresenting herself and her business dealings with the purchasers of her wares the car companies and military and shit she would tell them that you know she had a phd in mortuary science which she didn't and couldn't because that degree doesn't exist. Yeah, I was going to say that doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) Just made up. Not very smart, this lady. And they also, this is very illegal. They sold bodies that they had like guaranteed as disease-free in all their forms that were infected with hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and HIV. Once it's all all roasted, oh, I guess it's not roasted. This is what they're selling the actual body. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Imagine just like being in the fucking Israeli army and just watching a dude explode. And you get like a little chunk on your side and then you have AIDS. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you have a little bunch in your eye. Like, 
I would say let's get do AIDS? more of that. Why isn't our military doing this? Just like infect people with HIV, <laughs> shift them to like competing militaries, oh. have them fucking blast themselves with AIDS. I thought you were talking about like launching AIDS bodies into like armies, like the Ukraine, Ukraine just <laughs> dropping AIDS bodies onto Russia. So the Russians get AIDS. <laughs> AIDS bomb. I mean, that would work too, but not what I was saying. New A bomb. It's not atom bomb, it's AIDS. It's an AIDS oh. bomb. This is going to work in like 20 to 30 years, especially with the cocktail. It's really hard to kill them with it, but we're doing it anyway. We're going to drown them out with money. Give them all syphilis and then they just go go crazy and kill each Syphilis other. bodies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be weird. <laughs> shooting. Shooting. <laughs> Drone strikes. Just a body fucking falls from the sky and people are like, oh, that's weird that it fucking <laughs> We we bring back catapults. We just start catapulting <laughs> bodies, uh, but not just any bodies. That's some biological warfare. That's like that's against some Geneva Convention shit. I like it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna put that in my will. I'm purposely gonna get some deadly disease before I die, and then I'm gonna be like, you need to drop me on. Put me in an airplane. Just. Shove a bomb up my ass and throw me out of a plane into the Use the fuck out of everyone and then fucking explode all over them with syphilis. See, and they'd get high if it was me too, because I'd have so much fucking heroin in my system too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh god. Okay, so immediately after the raid. Come up with some great ideas on this show. I'm learning a lot about like what I want to do after I die. Because we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go and haunt the fucking Winchester house. Ghost Squad. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't forgotten about Ghost Squad. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> we're gonna contract haunt. Okay, so yeah, after the raid, Colorado's Department of Regula- Regulatory Agencies, also called Dora, filed a complaint against Meganess and demanded that she surrender her business license on the grounds of Failure to maintain necessary record and records and disposing of bodies without the required permits. The investigation also alleged that Megan had been giving clients unmixed concrete instead of ashes, but I've seen zero confirmation to that. So I'm going to say that that's not true. Um, but Megan surrendered her registration and the Sunset Mesa funeral home was shut down permanently. And uh, Dora had apparently received numerous complaints about Sunset Mace over the years, but didn't have the juice to shut them down until the FBI raid. So they've been trying to shut them down for a long time. Yeah, so the motive for this obviously was financial. Uh, You know, cremating a body is worth $1,000 to Sunset Mesa, but selling a body whole is between three and 5,000 typically. Uh, Megan once said that in a month, she made about $40,000 selling bodies. And it's not like she could expect 40 people to like die and end up on her doorstep every month. So she made more offering the services for free, right? Oh, here's a fun one. Megan and her parents were so greedy that Shirley would extract gold fillings from the teeth of corpses and then sell the gold. And Megan told a friend that they paid for a family trip to Disneyland entirely with gold that they'd taken from corpses fillings. Like not like they no didn't like they didn't like go to the Disneyland office and just like put a bunch of little gold pebbles on the they sold the gold. 
They the Disney office would be like, we don't take fillings. They'd know exactly what it was. They're so fucking evil. <laughs> They're so fucking evil. We'd be like, yeah. we don't take fillings anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If if that was like a like a properly done, like just that one alone with the t- taking the fillings off, that was like a properly signed you're gonna uh, cremate my grandma or whatever and then we're gonna get the ashes and they got all the ashes and everything i don't see the problem stealing the gold out of the teeth they didn't ask it for it like you know what i mean i mean i don't disagree necessarily i just think it makes you a miser and just like a shitty person in general to steal gold out of people's Uh, that would probably be my telltale sign though like if, if my grandmother was cremated and i knew she had a gold filling i'd be searching those ashes for that fucking gold filling if i didn't fucking find it <laughs> be going back to that funeral home being like what the hell give me this filling should have been in this bag what are you doing that's my inheritance motherfucker yeah you give me that goddamn gold filling <laughs> that's my nest tooth <laughs> I was gonna ride Space Mountain with that yeah, thing. I'm gonna, exactly. I'm gonna have a diamond pressed with her ashes and put in it, made into a ring. That's you can do that. Yeah. You can have diamonds made out of yeah, pressed ashes. Yeah. Yeah, because diamonds are just made of carbon. For sure, but I didn't think so. you could press it into a like take. Well, I guess that makes sense. Sure, I just never thought of it before. I never seen that before. Yeah, there's a website. There's a website you can go to, and you can send. A part you they tell you how much they is it a charity run by Megan Hess? Yeah, probably. Okay, so yeah, after the raid, uh, Megan released a statement stating that um, it was a competing funeral home working with a crooked state Dora investigator to have her business shut down. She denied all of these allegations, she you know professed her innocence, and she said, quote. You do not become the number one funeral home in town by doing a bad job. Yeah, I okay, do be by doing a bunch of illegal shit, though. For sure. So the FBI was able to track down about 50 whole bodies that Megan sold. That's how many cases they were able to take. They were able to track down 50 bodies that were sold. To the grave. Take them to the grave. Anyways, sorry. It's okay. You took the, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't help myself sometimes. I know. So uh, the FBI did make attempts to like arrange to have the bodies returned to the families when the investigation was complete, which is is nice. But uh, I mean, most of them will never get that kind of closure. Once bodies are sold, they will frequently transfer between buyers and become more and more dismembered as they go. So I mean, there somebody's body could be in different countries all over the world for a lot of these people. Megan and Shirley only. Alan was not arrested, and to this day, he's never been brought up on any charges. I feel like he would probably have, like, an inkling, but apparently not. There's no way Shirley every time could get the tooth. You know what I mean? She was like, Alan, come here. I need your arms. It's like opening a jar. You know what I mean? Like, pull that tooth for me. This one's real in there. <laughs> At least. Yeah. And At he least was in charge once. of the crematorium, right? So I, I feel like he would have noticed. He would have been like, yeah, okay. I mean, where's the rest of it? Yeah, wasn't this supposed to be a full body? Why is it just a yeah. forearm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, but I guess he was like, no, I had no idea them crazy women. That's nutty. See, that's the perfect excuse, though. Like, women are well, crazy, right? That's what he just goes, women be women, guys. Yeah. And they went, you know what? Let's get them. I know what <laughs> well, you're saying. I mean, dude. They, they put you in like a giant cardboard box before they cremate you, too, right? 
So like maybe he just so didn't look in the boxes. Just, like Shirley just wheeled the box into there where he was and he just put it in the crematorium and then he scooped out the ashes and put them in a bin. And he was like, this seems right. Yeah, you're right. That's still, he still would have had some idea. Yeah. If or it's like, all going in one bin. Literally all he did was just like flip the switch and then he left. Yeah. He was in charge for just that one thing and then that's it. Right. Hard to believe for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. He's he's living the high life, I guess. But they were arrested on March 17, 2020, when the FBI finally concluded their investigation. So this is like two years after the Sunset Mesa was shut down. They were free and living there. And like occasionally they would get like approached on the street and they'd be like, where's my grandma, you motherfucker? And she'd be like, <laughs> I gave you your grandma, Lydia, get out of my face. I gave it to you in, I gave it to you in that beautiful gift bag. Why are you complaining? I want my gift bag back. So in total, at the end of the investigation, Sunset Mesa was found to have fraudulently dissected and or sold 560 corpses. Gotta get that cheese, baby. Gotta get that ass cheese. They were arrested for their their charge or whatever the justification. It wasn't like the anyway. Basically, it was quote illegally selling body parts or entire bodies without the consent of the families of the deceased. And in total, they were charged. This is what they were charged with because this is kind of a weird thing that's kind of hard to charge for. But ultimately, what they ended up being charged with was six counts of mail fraud and three counts of illegal transportation of hazardous materials for shipping the body parts without meeting the requirements, the ones that had like AIDS and shit. So that's what they ended up nailing them on because it's so poorly regulated that it's really hard to charge them with anything else. Meanwhile, she's an American hero. She's an American hero killing off foreign armies without even trying with AIDS. (laughs) You'll thank her in 20, 30 years. When they all start fucking dropping dead during World War III. <laughs> I don't understand. Because, like, I think they can charge you with desecration of a corpse, right? So if she's cutting up these bodies, like, why why did they not charge her with that? I don't think it would have gotten her as much time in prison. Uh, They're okay. really fucking strict about transporting materials. Real fucking strict about it. I think True. if they had charged her with anything about the corpses or disposing of the corpses or pretty much anything like fraud even she would have gotten like maybe 10 years so they're going for like whatever would get them the maximum amount of prison time exactly and shipping eggs aids legs in the mail is very 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 fucking illegal apparently <laughs> yeah i imagine <laughs> yes uh, okay Guess I won't you do that. <laughs> no <laughs> don't ship your aids legs i'll keep my aids legs at home <laughs> I'll bring them myself. (laughs) Okay, so on July 5th, 2022, uh, Megan Hess ended up pleading guilty to one count of mail fraud. And Shirley Koch pleaded guilty to one count of aiding and abetting. The plea deal stated that, quote, beginning in 2010 and continuing into 2018, Hess devised and executed a scheme to steal the bodies or body parts of hundreds of victims and then sold those remains to victims purchasing the remains for scientific, medical, or educational purposes. Uh, When they were negotiating the plea deal, (laughs) Megan's lawyer's defense was that she had suffered a traumatic brain injury at 18 that made it so she couldn't tell right from wrong. That's a bunch of horse shit. Where it is, the judge rolled his eyes so fucking hard, they still haven't come back out. <laughs> I'm just, 
I'm just thinking about the educational purposes, like some fucking kindergarten teacher, like, oh, hey, come meet Grandma Greta. She's going to teach us the alphabet today. And just like a fucking hand puppet old lady. Like, Can you do the alphabet? The fucking her jaw falls off and she's like, oops, yeah. sticks it back on. Grandma, Gre- Grandma Greta's just falling apart these days. Talk about childhood trauma. Good God. <laughs> um i mean that's not actually super far from where a lot of these bodies ended up but okay (laughs) so uh on january 3rd 2023 so 12 days ago megan hess was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison and shirley was sentenced to 15 years according to documents for the plea agreement it was shirley who dismembered the bodies that was what she that was her role she was the body dismemberer that that's wicked old lady live fast die hard or die chunks or live don't really i don't really know how that saying goes with her but she's old she just didn't give a fuck anymore she just wanted to go to disney one more time dude i bet you she tried to go down the ship and i haven't I, I didn't pay attention to the trial on this one but oh because they, there was yeah, no they trial. pled guilty yeah the judge Judge really got them heavy with that. That's play stupid games. Everyone, everything that I read, all of the statements from everybody involved in this case all said the same thing. They were like, I'm not worried. We're going to get the maximum we can get. And they did. 20 years. So, and she's fucking 40. Yeah, she's not that old. She's, or she's, yeah. What got the FBI onto their trail on this? So it was just that Chris. what got rooters onto them. This is what I'm trying to figure out is who the real bad guy is. Ex-employees of the funeral home. Basically, they'd overhear conversations of Megan with people that were like, I want this body cremated. And then they'd come Same across old story. work saying it's being donated. Or they'd get a body ready to ship or something. And they'd be like, wasn't this supposed to be cremated? If you're going to do shit like that, like crazy shit, you got to have a tight circle. You cannot have just fucking nine to fivers coming in and being around you you gotta if you're crazy shit like that maybe she was just so stupid she didn't think she was gonna get in trouble that's probably what it is honestly no one's gonna care no one's ever gonna find out but i mean if you're gonna do well that's just it i think when you compartmentalize as a funeral home director i think you get to this point where you think of bodies as just property right these aren't people i mean she had reviews um on yelp she only had two of them and one of them was like she sucks. She charged me for a headstone and then never fucking delivered the headstone. So I had to buy my own goddamn headstone, which is pretty much what you'd expect from her. But then another one was like, they were so respectful and compassionate and they gave my uncle Jerry a beautiful burial and he looked great uh, in the wake and all this other stuff. So, and then the other one was basically just like, find another funeral <laughs> home there in federal prison. <laughs> well, maybe if they like just had to do a traditional funeral, um, you know, where they are viewing the body and then burying it, maybe they didn't fuck with those because they were under more scrutiny from more people. Yeah, I don't think they fucked. I think it ramped up probably, right? So that, that was probably an older Yelp review. I think she probably did it once or twice and went, oh, this is good. I got a car. Or I got could upgrade, something like this. And then it just... No one's noticing. Okay, I'll just do 10 more and then 100 more and then you're in fucking federal jail. It's like any fucking crime, right? You just slowly work your way into being a jackass until you go to jail. 
Yeah. And it could very well be just that she did a burial for somebody who basically taught her how to make yeah. more money doing yeah. this. Or she could have went and it's like an iTunes review. You can went and give your own. You know, she could have went and yelped herself. Yep. Yeah. Yelp herself. Yeah. Yelp yourself. That's funny. It sound, sounded like it. That's funny. I like puns. Was that supposed to be a pun? Like help yourself? Like Yelp your like Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. For sure. But it's just funny that <laughs> it just straight face said something was funny. I like that. That's hilarious. I love it. Honestly, that that means I found it more funny than if I was like actually like doing my like <laughs> like this. <laughs> the cackle. Because when, I'm go- when I go, that's funny. That means that not only do I think it's funny, I'm jealous that I didn't say it. <laughs> literally that's where i'm at she's too pissed yeah. off to laugh like she didn't say it herself so she's <laughs> that's where i'm at okay so debbie was never given a definitive answer or at least that i know of uh even when they wrapped their investigation debbie was never given a definitive answer about the fate of laura lee's body um but agent bush once asked her if she knew what plastination was which may have been a hint about her fate so plastination is the process in which the skin is removed and the body is preserved using liquid polymer which will harden the remains into a specific shape so if anyone's seen body worlds that's what it is they've been plastinated so that's what she thinks happened to laura lee after the raid uh, there was a Facebook group dedicated to helping the victims of the Sunset Mesa Funeral Home find their missing loved ones. And the group was able to give access uh, to medical catalogs, which companies will use to look through specifically to order plastinated bodies. And these are for like classrooms and things like that to look at and study. They have no skin um, or exhibits for whatever reason, they're ordering plastinated bodies. And Debbie keeps on top of those and she hasn't been able to find Laura Lee in any of them. So who knows where she's at. So this I wanted to read word for word. It's from an article uh, from the High Country News. Uh, the article's called None of This Happened the Way You Think It Did. And I just, I don't know, I found it weirdly powerful. So in 2015, Judy Kressler's father died of lung cancer incurred after years of uranium mining. He called the disease Charlie. He decided to donate his body to cancer research through Sunset Mesa. The FBI told Kressler that her father's body was actually sold to plastination company in Saudi Arabia. Rick Neuendorf's wife, Cherry, died on December 11, 2013, on his birthday. When they met, Neuendorf was a police officer and Cherry was a crisis intervention counselor. They started dating after working on a call together. His family held a service for her at Sunset Mesa and she was supposedly cremated. He later learned that her entire body was shipped somewhere unknown. As a cop, he blames himself for not noticing anything suspicious. Terry Reed's husband, William, refused treatment for his cancer. They had discussed cremation, and since both of them loved fishing, decided that they wanted their ashes mixed in a tackle box that had belonged to Reed's grandfather. The FBI told her that less than 24 hours after Sunset Mesa picked him up, his entire body was shipped out of their facility. Oh, that just gave me chills, like full body. Full body. <laughs> full body chills. <laughs> but like, seriously, like, oh, I can't imagine, you know, that being my loved one. <sighs> wah, wah, that's what I think. Sorry. I just don't care. 
I, I don't think after the Anatoly Moskvin okay, thing, sure. I don't know. Like, I feel like corpses are people can love them. People can love corpses. Yeah, after Anatoly Moskvin, man, I like I just I feel more about like the power of corpses and how people can care about them. Um, but yeah, in a way, I, I kind of agree where I'm kind of like, I feel like everybody should do this shit with their corpses. Just like send it somewhere where it's useful. Yeah, it's not even that. It's like, put it this way. What do they end up getting charged with? Like mail fraud and uh, improperly disposing. If they would have just not said anything to anybody about this and still got them on this, nobody would know. Nobody would be pissed and they'd still be in jail for 20 to 15 years. They could have went did all the same shit. But instead, they had to go traumatize 500 families or whatever, however many fucking people. That's what the police did, you know, because before then, they were all at peace. They were fine with what was happening. The girl was like getting around to getting her fucking uh, going to the hot spring and ruining everybody's day over there, which you didn't have fucking consent to put it in a hot spring to begin with. You're more of a fucking. And I don't think she ever would have. (laughs) Exactly. That's my point, though. Like you're picking and choosing like what is offensive to you. At this point with that, not you specifically, but that lady, just her specifically, like, I'm offended that I would might go in that hot spring and get your fucking loved one and spark, like, actually, it's not even the ashes, it's the fucking glitter that would have been on me after for like weeks, you dumb bitch. Have you ever gotten glitter on you? Probably not. You dumb bitch. But anyways, my point is, nobody would have known had not the FBI and rooters went and fucking ruined it for, they could have still arrested them. They still could have done all of that stuff without being dickheads. That's the way I look at it. Well, no, I think as soon as they were arrested, they would have been like, what happened to Meemaw's body? Were they fucking it? Yeah. And I think not knowing would make it worse. Mm-hmm. I would rather know that it was blown up in Israel. They don't have to say what they're doing. They just arrest them for mail fraud. Exactly. That's the problem. If I knew that somebody I loved was went through this funeral home and that they were arrested, I would want to know why. Did somebody fuck grandma's corpse? That's what I would think right off. Without the story, mail fraud sounds like anything. You're not thinking corpse. You could think like, oh, she was sending in fucking improper sweepstakes trying to win fucking lottery tickets or some shit, and she lied on her thing. It could be anything for mail fraud. It doesn't have to be a corpse. You don't have yeah, to say there was corpse. Yeah, go to prison for 20 years. Her and her mom would go to prison for like 20 years, and everybody yep. would just be like, yup. And the funeral home shut down? I'd be sus. Well, they shut down because they got fucking arrested. But I don't think they could have arrested them without all of the without talking to the families because they would need to know that those forms were fake or because a lot of the people were saying like, you know, there was this woman that was like, I heard about this on the news that there was a raid. And then I got cold feet because I had already paid for my services at Sunset Mesa in advance. So I went and I canceled it and I got all my documents back and my documents were altered and they said you know that i was gonna go for donation when i wasn't supposed to be so i think if they hadn't talked to the family they never could have arrested them i guess i i just feel like i don't know it's not that like i don't like this lady because she's doing it without people's consent that, that's fine sure but like i don't know giving them a bag of fucking who gives a shit like how does anybody know that that six pounds of ashes ever is the person ever You'd have to, like, be there and watch it happen. You have to trust these people. So, like, I don't know. Do you say that there's all, that there's bound to be traces of other people's bodies in the ashes that you are? Yeah. Just because the crematorium is used for 
you know, so many bodies. But, you know, if I was to get like a little Tupperware container back of my six foot four brother. But what do you do with it? That That's the thing. Like it's like people. 180 kilos. I would be like, there's, I'm sorry, but there's no way that my entire brother is now in that little lunchbox. Like. It's just, I've got to get, you know, some people are, they're grieving and they don't know what's happening and they're just, you know, they expect that the funeral home people are going to be above board and do everything right. So you give in your little lunchbox and you're just like, you oh, have an okay. inherent trust of people in those positions. Absolutely. Yeah. To take care of your loved ones. You think that they've got empathy and, and care for what's going on in your family at that time. And then they just take full advantage of you and just. At a time where you least expect it. I want to, I want to cut. Also, also a lot of these people didn't do it for free. They didn't need convincing. They paid a thousand bucks for this to happen. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where like the, for me, it's like, you're just gaining money off of these people's corpses and you're, but like, what the fuck's it different? I like, seriously, it's a fucking dead body. What do you do with the ashes when you get them? Throw them on in a hot spring where people don't want you to do it to begin with, or sit on the top of a shelf gathering dust for the next person to blow off the dust until like two more generations when they just go like, I'm not keeping these fucking ashes and they just chuck them in the garbage anyway. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have any problem with that. The problem, like the whole problem of this is the consent of it. It's getting money. F- you know, if my, if my brother wanted to be dumped out of a plane full of all his, all the diseases that he has into the middle of fucking no man's land, I would have no problem with doing that. Whatever. That's fine. But it's the fact that these people sat down with this woman and they were like, my mum wants to be cremated. This is what we want to do. And she's like, absolutely, we will take care of it. We will love her and look after her. And then they go and chop her up and send her legs to fucking Pakistan and her eyes to bloody Dubai or whatever. Like it's just if I don't know what's happening, that's the issue that I have. I don't care otherwise. Like if I know that that's going to happen, cool, do it. But the fact that this woman took advantage of people in such a vulnerable time of their lives is why she should be in prison. It's not whatever. Like if someone wants to be chopped up, cool, go and do it. My sister-in-law wants to be in a body farm so the forensics can check her out when she's decomposed, you know. That's great. Cool. But if that's not what she wants, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want that to happen. Well, I don't want anything. I don't want anything but to be put into like a, a blip and run into a building. Like you don't get what you want all the time. It's stupid. You're dead. Like you shouldn't get what you, like, it doesn't matter. It's dumb. Yeah, it's, but it's not the, it's not the corpse that's mad about this. It's the family. That's the Why problem. do you care? That's my point. Why do you care? Because they do. And that's their right. Well, and like Celeste okay, said, I, a lot of times they've paid a thousand dollars for this. So you're, you're not getting what you paid for. And that pisses you off at any point. <laughs> you know what I mean? No matter what it is. Can you honestly tell me that if if Sarah was like, you need to cremate me, I want, you know, sprinkle my ashes on the first place, the place where we I first I wish fucking Sarah was here right now. I wish she would come down in this room right now because I tell her multiple times. She's like, I will, for a while, she's like, I want to be in a tree. I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you'll be dead. You'll never know. I'll put you fucking, I'll do whatever I want. You'll never know. 
It doesn't like, yeah, sure. I'm just going to say yes, but it doesn't matter. I'm not putting you in a tree. That's stupid. She would tell you this right now because it doesn't matter. It's so dumb. It's like a waste of space to bury someone. It's like dumb to hold on to ashes. It's fucking dumb to hold on to the past. It's nice to think about these people and that kind of stuff. Memories are nice and stuff, but to like banty around an old dead body or an old bag of fucking dust is dumb. I don't care what anybody says. It's stupid. This is my grandma. No, it's not. It's a bag of dust. <laughs> it's not your grandma. Sarah, if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, I will make sure you are buried in a tree. She doesn't okay? want that anymore. Fuck she doesn't want Richard. that anymore. But I, whatever Sarah wants, I will yeah, make sure. sure it happens because you are a fucking asshole. Uh, why? <laughs> I'm super nice to Sarah. Our, our entire she's dead before. And plus, I'm eating like trash. She's like doing that. Like I'm dying first, so it doesn't really matter anyway. I'm sorry. It's just like. So how do you suggest she dispose of your body? Whatever she wants. She wants to fucking put it through a blender and feed it to the fucking alligators. I don't give a shit. I'm dead. Um. <laughs> I really don't care. But like we went through most of human existence, just like dying in battlefields or in the fucking ditch somewhere. And people would just like throw us off into like, Oh, the gods need to see our body. Like it's all from based off of like dumb religious belief. We're just dead. I'm sorry. I, I don't like that. It crushes people's hopes and dreams. It's just done. It's black fade to black. Nothing happens after you don't feel it. Just get rid of the body. Just feed me to do something useful with it. I don't care. You can, or you could play golf with my leg. I don't give a shit. Do whatever you want. Okay. That sounds hard. What if it was one of your kids? What if it was one of your kids? Like what if, what if Oscar died? That is a good point. If somebody stopped. chopped, if somebody chopped Jack up, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want him hearing this. If somebody chopped Jack up and like sold his fucking head to be like i don't know implanted with like worms or some shit i'd be fucking furious about that for sure oh I yeah i don't care if he's dead I'm... that's like i don't know you shush i <laughs> you had your turn <laughs> i don't want my memory of somebody that i love tainted by including that as part of the narrative that's what it comes down to who tainted it though that's my question Megan fucking Heston. No, Megan Heston didn't tell you. The fucking FBI came and told you. Megan Hess did not go and say, I fucking sold it to this person. They, You would have never known had it not been for these assholes from Reuters and from the FBI coming to tell you your kid has fucking brain with like uh, worms in his fucking head now. You would have never known. At that point, it's a don't shoot the messenger kind of deal. You know, the FBI didn't do that to you. I, I feel like eventually it would have eventually would have come out they only managed yeah. to get away with this for five years this would have come out no matter what yeah maybe Yo, richard you're totally entitled to your but it's wrong <laughs> sure i just i still love no, you. it's I, I, it's all good I, i'm not like i just place so much importance on like a corpse always people do always it's fucking weird to me Look, Debbie feels the same way you do, and she's a whistleblower. You know how I know she feels the same way you do? Because she didn't fucking put glitter and herbs in her friend's ashes and spread it anywhere. She also thinks, who fucking cares the bitch is dead? But it still bothered yeah, yeah. her, and now she's a whistleblower about it. Yeah, no, I put it this way. I don't like that she did it. I'm not, I'm not uh, into, like, selling body parts without people knowing. I don't, but my point is... If she would have given you six pounds of dust instead of being lazy about it, no one would have ever known. That's all. 
again, see, I agree, but I also like, it would piss me off inherently. I think, especially if I paid for it, if I paid a thousand bucks, that's the thousand bucks, I would have been fucking furious, but not only that, but if this was something that we were educated about before the, you know, the, the funeral homes gatekeep information like this, let's say, uh, if this was something that like, I could have been like, I want to sell my husband's body and I want the profits from it. And you can have like a percentage through your funeral home. If they want the corpses, I want the money. Yeah, I agree I with that. That's this, where my that problem is. Fucking Karen getting the money yeah, for my loved one's body. That's, that's what I'm mine. That's my that's my I'll nest cut. leg. Yeah, I, I want to cut. <laughs> I want to fucking cut of all of this. So, like, like you shouldn't, it's like it's like slavery, you know what I mean? Just taking it like making people do all the work for you while you get all the money. Like I live exactly. that life. That's my problem. Yeah. The whole thing. The, the, the family people... also see the body as property and it's theirs, not the funeral homes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. I don't know so. if that's how that works though. Once mm-hmm. you get give it to the funeral home, isn't it become But you like... don't have a choice? It's not like you have a choice to keep it. They won't let you. They'll come take it away eventually. Yeah, yeah it's not like you can just prep the body yeah. and like do all if of you that die in, in your, your house. They come home. take your body away. They don't let you leave there. What if like, I want to stay here. I want to die in this chair and I want to stay in this chair for the rest of time. They would be like, no, I'm going to take you away. Well, because you're dead and you don't have any rights now. Yeah, that's see, there's just a different issue right there too. It's like, yes, sure. You shouldn't be able to do that, but you shouldn't be able to do a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like shouldn't be able to get fucking a plot of land to waste on someone's fucking casket but people do that shit all the time too so it's like what's the difference between in your apartment or like in the middle of a usable field that someone could be like there's all sorts of things with death that are dumb for me like exactly what it comes down to for me is that i don't like megan hess and i don't want i hate her so much Uh, yeah no i i like i said i fuck right off the bat i was like i know what this is i fucking hate this lady because like you hear her talk too she is a fucking idiot she's a moron if she was smart at in any way and had a, like a decent fucking conversation with anyone about this. Maybe she could have like swayed some people and been like, I'll cut you in. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying she's just dumb. She sounds like an idiot. And she took advantage of a lot of people. I, I don't disagree with that. I just, I think anyways, I don't, I don't know how this whole thing came about either. Like that's what I was trying to figure out. Like the, the people that work there. Sure. They, how did they figure it out? Like, what did they, they just say there's missing an arm. And they went, okay, well, no, this like is- I said, they would hear the conversation between her and the person that wanted to be cremated. And then they see the paperwork uh, that said it was so- going to be donated when that's clearly not what they said they wanted. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's got to be tighter laws around that kind of shit then. Like, because there is now. Okay, well, that, that's a good thing to know. Actually, yeah, just there's like one more thing just because of this case. So before this, funeral home operators and crematorium operators were not required to be licensed in any way shape or form in the state of Colorado that's not the case anymore um basically all of them have to be licensed with the state now and as of June 2018 it is illegal to own more than 10 percent interest in both a funeral home and a body brokering company Mm. so this they completely flipped the script on on yeah. basically how they handle this in the state of Colorado. And I assume it will spread to other places that may not have these, but so many places are set up already that this couldn't have happened in the first place. Colorado was kind of a little crack that that she was able to slip through. 
Oh, big crack. She's a fat lady. Yeah, she's uh, annoying too. And ugly. Mm, dumb hair. Really, really fucking dumb hair. I hate her. <laughs> Why I don't would you like... even want to go to Disneyland? Like, I feel like you couldn't fit on most of the rides. They probably have lots of greasy food. Oh, yeah. Funnel she cakes. She wants them deep fried, like, elephant ears or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Beaver tail funnel cake. Yeah, mouth-shaped waffles. I think even if I could fit on all the rides, I would, would not want to go to Disneyland. I just have, there's no desire in any part of my body that ever it's wants to go It's too crowded. There. Like, I just, exactly. Like, why would I want to go and stand in a line for four hours to ride a ride for 15 seconds, you know? Like, it just, I just, I don't get it. That's literally where I'm at with Disneyland, yeah. Unless you get, like, those speed passes. Yeah, but everybody gets those now. So they aren't, they don't even work. Unless you like the fucking car that can just. Or if you're crippled. Moral of the every, the whole episode today get crippled. (laughs) Get crippled before you go to Disneyland. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Unethical Podcast. If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethical, the official unethical podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of season one will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from season two. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Bah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries. Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people.